Ah, the things I do for these titles. Oh, it's those darn turtle flakes, podcasters. Vernon, go, go, go. Get them. Go, 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 go. Cowabunga, turtle fans, and welcome to episode seven of Turtle Flakes Podcast. I will be one of your hosts, Josh, with my buddy in Ninja Turtle Crime, Rob Luther. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you? I feel absolutely terrible. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a cold for like the last week, and it won't, it won't go away, man. It's like the Foot Clan, man. They just keep coming back. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Like, I, I just want to apologize to listeners right now. I sound absolutely terrible, but you know what? I was so pumped up for tonight's podcast. I was like, you know what, Josh? Let's just do it, man. You're going to just pretend to be Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, because you're about to be schooled. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Dude, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Still got it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so how have you been, Josh? Uh, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, really busy, but, uh, you know, that's that's a good thing. Uh, work's, work's keeping me busy. I'm, I'm blessed to be working, so. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Same here. Same here. You know, it's been a while since we recorded the Turtle Flakes and everything, but uh, it's good to be back. I'll tell you what, man. I love the show. I, I love doing it, and uh, that's the big reason why. You know, despite the fact that I was sick, I wanted to do this tonight. So, uh, lots of things to talk about today, man. Absolutely, yeah. Do you have time for a flashback? Why not? This week in turtle history was uh, okay. What is today, anyways? The tenth. Tenth. Uh, March tenth. Okay. Yeah. Well, this time back in 1991. The Michelangelo Meets Bugman aired in syndication, uh, and this was episode 92 of the entire uh, original cartoon series. This was in season four, and this was the, the debut of the scientist Brick Bradley. Now, have you ever seen this episode, Josh? Uh, it doesn't sound familiar. I know, I know. Bugman, you know, I, I, I uh, Google searched him, and I remember seeing him. It's like this muscular, it looks like a muscular version of Baxter Stockman. Okay. B- but uh, the original cartoon, a lot of times they would promote their toys, you know, the Playmates toy line and everything. And I was like, well, surely to goodness, there's got to be a toy of Bugman. Well, I Google searched it, and there is no Bugman to be seen. I don't know if there really is one or not, but at least when I Google searched it today, I could not find one. So so Bugman is quite a mysterious character. I mean, you know, they, they made a figure on uh, Genghis Frog and everything, so you would think they would make one on Bugman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's a, a little article on him on uh, Turtlepedia that explains who he is and where he came from, I guess. Who, Bugman? Yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet. Yeah, it's, uh, it says Bugman was a scientist named uh, Brick, Brick Bradley who survived an accident that combined with his, his DMA with various insects. Uh, this caused him to turn into a half-insect, uh, half-man creature, uh, whenever he got angry. But, uh, yeah, he's like the Hulk for bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, apparently Mikey and Bugman have to fight the Electro Zapper, who was paid, who was played by uh, our voice acting legend, uh, our main man, Pat Fraley. Oh, awesome. Well, it's got to be good then. No, it's got to be. It's got to be. So <laughs> I've not seen that episode, but uh, now, now that I got the whole collection, the uh, Turtle Van uh, DVD set, I've got to watch it. Yep, yeah, me too. I yeah. gotta see the bug band. <laughs> well, alright, uh, so I guess before we get into our uh, TMNT news, I think it's important to get our shout-outs out of the way. 
So, Josh, you want to do the first one? Uh, the first one we have is What the Shell Podcast. They're our uh, partners in Ninja Turtle Crime. Another great one, uh, great content, and uh, just glad to have them in the community of Ninja Turtles and podcasters. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of podcasts, uh, check out another podcast that we really like. It's called the Sewer Sirens Podcast. And I got to talk to uh, the host once or twice. And, you know, he said, he's like, oh, well, you know, we're a little bit younger. He's like, I hope that doesn't, I hope that's not a deal breaker for you guys. I said, no, of course not. You know, it's kind of cool to see a fresh new take on the Ninja Turtle series, you know, and they review a lot of the older stuff as well as the new stuff. So, aside from what the show, if you want to check out another awesome quality Ninja Turtle podcast, check out Sewer Sirens Podcast. They're on iTunes. Uh, the next shout out we have is from Mark Pellegrini. That's right. He's uh, the TMNT Entity guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TMNT Entity is really great. They've got reviews of all kinds, uh, pretty much anything that you could think of. Ninja Turtles, uh, he's probably reviewed it. Every single one of the comics, I think, he's reviewed the cartoon shows. I know he's currently reviewing the IDW comics and the new Nickelodeon show. So, Mark Pellegrini, great writer, great blog. It's tmntentity.blogspot.com if you want to check him out. And, and another one uh, that I want to give a quick plug to is uh, Fandemonium Comics in Silver, North Carolina. This is a cool comic shop that I get all my Ninja Turtle comics from. And uh, the store owner was incredibly nice, incredibly helpful, and he's got me on his mailing list now. As a matter of fact, he's got my cell phone, so anytime there's a new Turtle comic, he texts me, so that's pretty cool. So, big shout out to him, and if you want to check them out, it's Fandemonium Comics. If you happen to be in the Western North Carolina region, check them out. And I think they're on Facebook at, uh, I think it's facebook.com slash Comics. So, or just Google search them, I'm sure you can find them. All right, man, we're, we're banging it out quick, huh, Josh? Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Man, we must be getting tired. <laughs> well, all right. Well, Josh and I have had the incredible opportunity to get to read a book before its official publication. And the book that we've gotten to read, uh, or that we're starting to read, is called Race em Shell Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Richard Rosenbaum. We haven't officially read the entire thing yet. You know, we can say this. We're hooked. I mean, from the moment this writer, uh, Richard Rosenbaum, said he was a Donatello fan, I was hooked. He was my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and a lot of things that I've noticed about uh, this book so far, I'm about 50 pages into it. You know, we, we're going to review it in very uh, great detail, probably in the next episode or two. He puts the Ninja Turtles in context with a lot of other comic books that were released before and during that time in the early 80s. So... It's very fascinating. Uh, the footnotes are very funny. They're not just, you know, facts. A lot of them are just, you know, really funny comments or commentary on, you know, what the writer feels about certain characters and certain ideas and everything. So uh, read the footnotes. They're very funny. So we will give you a review very soon. So that's, again, Race Some Shell, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Richard Rosenbaum. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's time for our turtle news. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I forgot how much news there is. <laughs> I got, like, six things here. All right, but the first one uh, dates all the way back to late February, and the IDW TMNT comic issue 31 is officially out. Uh, this was written by Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman. The art was by Ross Campbell. And here's a kind of a quick synopsis of issue 31. While strategically secluded in Northampton, the Turtles are hit by new revelations involving the enemies fighting, shifting loyalties, miracle cures, and ghosts from the pasts. Uh, I have no idea really what it's about, but I saw the cover and it's got this cool eagle guy surrounding the Turtles, so it's got to be awesome. Eagles are cool. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. 
All right, and, and then speaking of comics, uh, TMNT issue 8 of the new Animated Adventures is officially out as of early March. And, you know, it's got a very, very, you know, this is a kid comic, but it's got a very scary cover to it. Uh, it kind of looks like a zombie about to eat the turtles. Yikes. But I found out, yeah, yeah, which is awesome. It's like The Walking Dead, turtle style. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it, but it, apparently it's uh, the Rat King. And again, you know, that kind of goes back to the... Have you seen the Nickelodeon uh, version of The Rat King? No, I have not yet. Oh, my goodness. Scary. Really? Uh, oh, hmm. yeah. I, You know, I, my wife and I, we actually sat through it and watched it. And, you know, that goes to show you how much of a trooper my wife is. But <laughs> uh, I didn't know it was The Rat King. And I was like, who is that guy? Because he had red eyes. He had this, like, kind of rotting face and uh, just a boy a creepy looking guy and he uh, kind of wears a cloak and a, a creepy hat uh, and then I finally figured out I was like wow that's the Rat King and I started thinking you know this is a kid show and that would scare a lot of kids nowadays God, my little brother-in-law he's about uh, eight nine years old and I'm thinking if he watched that he'd be scared to death but that makes him look awesome <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, the, the animated series apparently features the Rat King, and he looks even scarier in comic book form than he did in the Nickelodeon show. Wow. Uh, next thing is, oh, this is cool, Josh. Uh, Kevin Eastman, the creator of the original TMNT comic book uh, and heavily involved in the IDW series now, he is making a cameo appearance as Ice Cream Kitty in episode 12 of the second season of the new Nickelodeon cartoon. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be one of the cats. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, the episode, I think it's supposed to air this week, and it's called Of Rats and Men. So keep an eye out for that. If you hear a, uh, a cat that sounds kind of familiar, it's probably Kevin Eastman. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then the next thing is the TMNT Nickelodeon cartoon, The Manhattan Project, is coming up. Uh, and this is going to be an hour-long episode. Uh, and the current Nickel- Nickelodeon voice actors are going to collaborate with the original Fred Wolf voice actors. So Cam Clark, Barry Gordon, Townsend Coleman, uh, Rob Paulson, who I guess who's going to do double duty. Uh, they're all going to be parts of uh, this n- upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. I want to say that's going to air on actually this coming Friday, March 14th. So um, be on the lookout for that. And then and the next thing is the Mutant Gin Mayhem DVD, which is the first five episodes of season two. It is officially out as of yesterday, which was, I think, Mar- March 9th. So it's $14.99, and you get the first five episodes plus bonus features. So if you want to check that out, you can probably find it at Walmart or Target or, or anywhere else for that matter. So just be on the lookout for that. And that's it for all the news I have. What do you have, Josh? Uh, well, this is news not just in the turtle world, but also in, uh, hopefully, the Guinness Book of World Records. Ooh! There's an official attempt for uh, the world record of most people dressed as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> That's awesome! So, uh, this is, it's uh, TMNTWorldRecord.com, and it just so happens to be in Mount Clemens, Michigan, which is about 20 minutes from me. So, Friday, March 28th, 2014, from 6 to 7 p.m., history will be made. Um... And I'm hoping to be there. I'm going to see if I can uh, either take the day off or uh, or take off early from work and uh, go check yeah, it out. Yeah, take off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, in, it, in addition to that epic record being set, um, there's going to be a couple celebrities there. Um, it looks like uh, some of the actors involved with the TMNT movies, uh, including Kino, Ernie Reyes Jr. <gasps> That's awesome. I, I know. Totally, right? 
Um, is he going to deliver pizza? I hope so. If he does, I'm getting a slice. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but uh, all the the whole lineup is uh, is on their website. But uh, most importantly, Kevin Eastman himself is going to be there. Uh, oh my goodness! So I am really hoping to at least get something signed. If not, beg and plead him for an interview. Oh uh, gosh, that would imagine be, him on the show. Uh, yeah, I think I that's, think we would officially be the big time. Yeah, that that's like the the holy grail of interviews, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to be. And we've interviewed some awesome guys, but to have the original creator, I think I would probably you know faint, pass out during the interview. I know, right? Well, and it's funny. Uh, you know, this morning for work, I'm trying to hire some new people, and I'm trying to think of interview questions, and I start thinking about this uh, this world record event, and then thinking about Kevin Eastman, and instead of thinking about, I'm thinking about <laughs> interviewing Eastman instead of employees, and I'm thinking about <laughs> what would I ask Kevin Eastman, and I'm like, I'm struggling with it, but uh, I wrote down a couple questions I thought of. I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm kind of going to keep my fingers crossed, and I hope that you know, maybe if we're lucky, something will happen. But um, uh, they could I'd just be like, "Hi, my name's Josh. Uh, kind of have a little podcast with my buddy uh, Rob." Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, oh man! Oh, the, the turtle van is going to be there as well. Oh, awesome! So uh, I'll definitely grab some pictures of that and throw them up on our Facebook page. Uh, but it was it was interesting when I was uh, I was visiting a comic book shop and I was. I was picking up some comics and uh clerk there was she was really nice and i picked up some turtles comics and she made a comment about uh really liking them so uh she was nice enough i I gave her some turtles cards for her and her son and i gave her some extra ones to hand out uh you know to help get the word out about our podcast Mm -hmm. and she's the one that that told me about this event and she was saying that the last time kevin eastman was in town for a convention that uh he actually stayed the uh he stayed late uh, just to sign things, I guess. Wow. I don't remember the name of the of the actual event, but it was a special event where uh, all the comic, if you bought the comic that was released at the event, the cover was completely blank, and if you took it to get signed by Eastman, he would draw a sketch and sign it for you. Wow. How about and he that? was, I know, he was there the whole time, and she said that he was there so long that they ended up shutting the lights off on him because he was there still trying to sign things for people. So it sounds like he's a really nice guy and, and really, uh, you know, likes the fans. So. I really hope I get to meet him. Yeah, I've heard that from several people. As a matter of fact, uh, my buddy Landon and I, we went to this comic book store over in uh, Asheville, uh, North Carolina, and uh, the lady who was the store owner said that, uh, you know, I think they were going to have a convention maybe in the next year or so, and they were saying Kevin Eastman might possibly be there, and, and she was just saying how incredibly kind and laid back he was. So it's possible. Maybe we could get him on the show. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't. I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I know, right? You would have to do well, all the work. That's that's why I'm thinking of it now. I got a couple questions written down. So, I've, okay, well, I want to hear it. What, what are you going to ask him? All right, one second. <laughs> I got them written down. I'm going to go get my paper. Hey, you really do have a room down. Don't I you? do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob, you ready for this? I'm ready, man. All right, so I would ask um, why he thinks in the late 1990s the popularity of the turtles declined. Like, what would he attribute that to? Um, and what oh, his that's thoughts a, are on that's that. an interesting question to start. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I would ask him what he thinks his relationship with the franchise would be in ten years, and where he thinks the franchise will be. Which character does he relate to the most personally, and uh, if he's got a favorite issue that he worked on. So that's a start. Well, yeah, yeah. That there's a lot of good talking points there. Yeah, we'll see. The questions you know every turtle fan wants to know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like especially the future part, you know that that's really interesting. And what did he think the first time he saw, 
like a Ninja Turtle underwear or, or something like that on the shelves. <laughs> like that must have been kind of surreal, you know. It's like whoa, <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, I've made it. I'm on underwear. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, all right. Is that it for Turtle News? I think it is. Pork rind. Pork rind. And I guess it's time for some turtle pickups. So, Josh, we'll start with you, my man. I haven't picked up anything lately. Um, like I said, I've been busy with work and stuff. Uh, I've been playing some retro games. Uh, so, nice. Yeah, I did uh, I did have uh, a friend from work over, and uh, it was funny because uh, her son really likes uh, retro video games. I think he's four years old. and wow. And, yeah, he just he loves nintendo uh and she happens to have one so she uh she told me a story about how she had lost uh, a lot of her video games that were stolen in college so uh you know i had some doubles and stuff so i decided you know i i felt like i should just bless her with uh with some extra games and stuff so she was really excited and they came over and uh you should have seen it man Uh, your favorite turtle game i uh yeah i got my multi-card in i put it up there we want to play ninja turtles all right check this one out and I start up the Manhattan Project, they were blown away. She was like, I didn't know they made a third one. I was like, I I didn't know either until like, you know, like five or ten years ago. Uh, I I never knew. Actually, it probably wasn't even that long ago. It was, yeah, maybe five years ago or four years ago until uh, until I got my cart. So she was completely blown away, and uh, she was like, I gotta tell my brother. He, I don't think he knows there was ever a second one. So it was pretty cool. Oh, it was a lot that's of fun. awesome. Yeah, that is so cool. That is so cool. You know, you're a man after my own heart, Josh. Turtles <laughs> three. That I mean, that's my that's my game, man. The music, the gameplay. I mean, I love I love Turtles four, and you know, I don't want to hate on uh, you know any of the games in the franchise because you know, believe it or not, even the first turtles game for the nes is still a good game it's a great game and if people if people actually like stopped stopped drinking the (laughs) kool-aid yeah and play through the game it's great and you know what you know what the biggest problem with that game is what the name on the front says ultra and it should say konami yeah if it said konami on the front people wouldn't be hating on it as much and you know, uh, we'll get into this more later. Uh, you know, I think we're mm-hmm. gonna do uh, if we do end up doing uh, some work with uh, two guys, and an NES. Ah, uh, that would be two dudes in an or two, NES. Oh, dude. two dudes. Yeah, yes. man, get it right. <laughs> the two Michelangelo dudes. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to throw off on any of the games in the series. But I always thought that the third game kind of, you know, like like uh, your friend from work is a perfect example. Uh, she had no idea there there was even a third game because it was kind of nestled uh, right between two, uh, the arcade port for the NES uh, and four, which came out not even a year later. Well, it was like nine months later for the SNES. Uh, you know, so you know, three only had a couple of months to shine, and then it was over for uh, Man- the Manhattan Project and the music, the gameplay. I mean, that surfboard stage—it's awesome. I love that game, and it wasn't an arcade port. Uh, it was an NES beat 'em up, and it was a, an extremely underrated NES beat 'em up. So I've, I have a uh, confession, Rob. I have not played through it yet. So wait, you—you've not played it yet? I've played some of it, but not all the way through. I've only played a couple of levels, so. Well, believe it or not, it's kind of an easy game, and it's kind of—it's not a short game, but it, it, it's not that hard. Like, especially if you have two players, you can beat it relatively easily. And the payoff—you know—if if there is one flaw in the game, the payoff's not I- exactly great. But I look at it this way: it's all about the journey. It's—it's it's all about the gameplay and everything. You know, the ending is just like, "Good job, you made it." Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, you have you know. my support. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, you know, to me, it, that doesn't matter. You know, because the gameplay is so good and it's so varied. You know, you like one stage you're on the beach and the music's great on that stage. Next stage you're surfing, fighting these foot ninjas on surfboards. I mean, how awesome is that? That is pretty right? sweet. Yeah, I mean, how often do you see a ninja on a surfboard? Not, not very often. I no, mean, no, I haven't seen many. No. Uh, and then you're on a bridge the next scene, and then you're in the technodrome in one scene. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it was great. Yeah, it and definitely it, seems like it's a really refined game. And It you is, know, it's, it is. It's a really a gem for, for people that, like me that, you know, you played... You played one and two, and then you played uh, Turtles in Time, and you never knew about this one. And you got, you go back, and you got a whole other uh, a whole other turtle adventure to go through. And oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, actually, I uh, I forgot to mention uh, I got my Commodore sixty four fixed, and I've got my um, nice. I've got my uh, you know flash uh, SD card slot on it and everything, and uh, I ended up finding some uh, some disc images for. The uh, some original uh, Ninja Turtles games. So uh, the the arcade port on the Commodore sixty four. I started playing that. It's the same game as the NES version, but it's kind of the uh, the artwork style and the gameplay is different. It actually seems to be a lot more challenging. Uh, those really? Th- yeah, I mean the the foot soldiers they just get on you, man. They don't let up. I mean <laughs> it's it's really tough. So yeah, but jerks. I know, right? And <laughs> yeah. then uh, they did they did do a port of the the first game for the NES on the Commodore sixty four as well. Uh, the graphics aren't as uh, detailed, uh, mm-hmm. and I would say it kind of surprises me. But the music is actually uh, it seems to be better on the NES, which normally I, I go towards the Commodore, but uh, not as good. But still, wow. it's it's cool that those are on there. And then there's um. I have not played it yet, but there's a, a four-disc version called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, and uh, I'll have to check that out and let you guys know what it's all about. Because uh, oh yeah, excited. please do. Yeah, you know what? What I often wonder about, you know, is if there's like a, uh, I don't know, like a homebrew uh, 2600 game of the Ninja Turtles or something like that. I would love to buy something like that. That would be sweet. Oh yeah, I would love it. I would love it. Even if it was just like you know the Ninja Turtles looking for their last slice of pizza in New York City or something. I don't know. You know, I, I would play it. I would buy it. <laughs> Dude, Kickstarter. Let's do it. <coughs> okay. Yeah, you and me. Yeah, you're the tech guy. I'll be the uh, promoter. Okay. All right. <laughs> we, we could probably even get Pizza Hut to go in and uh, give a five dollar off coupon. We could put in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, I, I want to apologize ahead of time because uh, I have. S- I'm probably gonna talk for the next like 10 minutes uh and you know i want to apologize to listeners too because i know i sound terrible right now uh, but i got so much good stuff from uh uh pickups in the last probably month i'm so excited I, that's the whole reason i wanted to talk tonight uh is because i got so much good stuff so the first thing i got and i'll start with uh fandomonium comics i gotta pick it off the floor here um i got uh tales of the tmnt the original series Issue four, after the Jim Lawson interview, and he talked about the Rat King and everything. Uh, I remember him mentioning it was in Tales. It was in the Tales of TMNT, uh, and I found the the right issue. It was issue four, and Fandomonium had it, uh, so I got that for like like, and it was cheap. And this was probably published in okay. It says January nineteen eighty eight. I'm looking at the cover right now, uh, so I got that for like four bucks. I got uh, issue number three, which was December of 1987. Issue number two of Tales in July of 1987. And the first issue of Tales uh, in May of 1987. Uh, Got a couple of the uh, new IDW comics. Uh, Looks like issue 27 and 28. 
and the miniseries, which was issue one uh, of the Utram Empire series, so I got that. I got a Color Classics issue number four, and uh, TMNT Animated Adventures issue six. I got uh, the Color Classics issues, or 10 and 11, and issue 10, I read that the other day, phenomenal. Such really? a great issue. Huh. Oh, so good. So well written. And it was still drawn by uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird at that point. Uh, love that issue. For those of you who have not uh, read it, uh, read that issue. That's got to be one of the best TMNT issues in the first series. So uh, that's it for the comics. And then, you know, the, the cool thing is I kind of felt like Toy Hunter or Pawn Stars or something. I had a buddy call me up, an old high school buddy. And he said, hey, man. Uh, he said, I know you're a huge Ninja Turtle fan. And he's like, Dude, I, I'm trying to save up for a whole bunch of fishing gear and everything. I have all these old toys that I just, I don't have any, you know, I, I need to get rid of them. And he's like, would you be interested? I said, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, I would. So I went up and I met up with him a couple weeks ago. He had so much stuff. I mean, he had like X-Men stuff, Power Ranger stuff, Batman stuff. But his Ninja Turtle selection was amazing. So here's what I picked up. Uh, okay, I'll start with this. I got a collector's case. Uh, looks really awesome. It kind of folds in. It's got like a little clip on it. It's got the Ninja Turtles on the front. It says uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles uh, collector's case holds 12 figures. So I got that. Uh, nice. And he, yeah, he had a loose shredder, splinter. I've got a loose Raphael. I've got a uh, loose um, Leonardo from 1992 where the eyes pop out, like if you press the button on the back. Oh, is, uh, is Splinter's head squishy? Uh... Yes, yes nice, he is. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so he's official. Yeah, yeah. squishy heads. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got a uh, loose uh, Michelangelo. I've got another loose Michelangelo. Oh, and as a matter of fact, I'll tell you what. If somebody sends us an email at turtleflakespodcast at gmail I'll tell you what. If you want a loose figure of Michelangelo, I have an extra. Uh, it's yours. Uh, just if you don't mind, just leave us a kind review or, or you know, even a constructive review on iTunes. That'd be fine. You know, send us your address on at our email address, and I'll send you a loose figure uh, along with a couple packs of turtle cards. So, got that. I got a loose Donnie and a loose Leonardo with uh, both of his katanas. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, and a, and a shredder. I don't know if I mentioned him. Uh, and I got a samurai Leonardo. Oh, from the third movie. No, no, no. I think this is before. Let me see if I can find a date on him. 1990. We're good. We're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so those are the loose figures. Um, then I got a couple of... Uh, he had a whole bunch of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, he's also a comic collector. He had a whole bunch of the Archie uh, uh, Classics issues. Ooh. And he sold me his whole lot. It was like 20-some comics. And they were in pretty good condition. Uh, he sold them to me for like uh, 10 bucks. Nice. So I got those. And then he had like these really like kitty books... And there's one called, it's got like a like a cardboard cover to it. It's called uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The First Battle, and it's funny because I'm looking at the cover right now. And it's Michelangelo, but he's holding size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, in this alley. And then I've got another one called uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Classics Digest, uh, which is the Archie Digest Library issue number one. So I have not read that yet. I have no idea what that's about. Then. I got a Super Shredder, uh, brand new in the packaging. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's really, really short. And it wasn't the Super Shredder in the Secret of the Use uh, movie, really tall. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, you know who that was? That was Kevin Nash from uh, uh, WCW. 
Really? Or, you know, WWF, I guess, originally. And then, uh, you know, he was Kevin Nash in WCW. Huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And he's like seven feet one. So he's a really tall guy. But the weird thing is that Super Shredder is really, really short. But his shoulder pads are a lot bigger. Nice. So, yeah. So I got him with the accessories. Get to post some pictures, man. Oh, I, yeah. You're, you're not kidding. And then, uh, uh, and then I got a boxed. Now, this is something I'm really excited about. I got a boxed Casey Jones. Uh... It's still got the card and everything without the um, uh, thing pinned through. Uh, I don't know what you call it. You know, like when you put it on the rack and it's got the a little peg hook? Peg hook, yes. The cardboard's still in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got that. That wasn't from my buddy Blake. I actually bid on this. I found it for uh, 20 bucks on eBay. Uh, when these originally, you know, or these usually go for about 40 I just was in the right place at the right time. I was about to end, and I got it. Uh, I'll post pictures of it. It looks awesome. It's got his little golf bag with uh, the clubs and everything. I never had a Case Jones figure uh, when I was when I was younger, growing up. So uh, it's kind of nice to have it now. And then the last thing I got was the my buddy Blake. He had a box Detective Donatello, uh, which was my first Ninja Turtle growing up. And it's something I've been looking for for so long. And he just happened to have this particular turtle still boxed. And the box looks like it's brand new. Oh, man. So, yeah, I am so excited. So, I got all that in the last month. So, I am very, very happy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I I definitely need to post some pictures. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that sounds like that's about it for the turtle pickups. And next, we're going to move on to our turtle toy of the week. Did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep. Pizza. Mm. Above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? This week we're going to be reviewing the 1988 Turtle Party Wagon. Cowabunga. The Party Wagon. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny that you picked the Party Wagon. Why why you say that? Oh, I don't know. know, Maybe we'll find out later during the comic book. Oh, I see where you're going. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. You know that that's funny because like I didn't I didn't predict that. I mean, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> got an eye on our boys. Hey, these dudes are a real pushover. <laughs> Michelangelo to the rescue in the party wagon. We'll show these hairballs how to party. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Only from Krona. Well, all right, guys. So uh, today we're gonna get, uh, talk about the uh, original turtle van, uh, or as everyone called it, the party wagon. So, Josh, let me ask you this first. Did you have this growing up? Uh, yes, I did. I had it, uh, I think I got it secondhand uh, when I was probably like 10 or something like that. It was a, it was a while, uh, a little bit later into my um, turtle collecting career, I guess you would say. Uh, nice. But I did get it, and yeah, it's it was just kind of iconic, right? You know, you had the big toy box oh, with yeah. all your toys thrown in there. And you'd always see, like, at least uh, the tip of the fin on the uh, the spoiler on the thing sticking right. out. And it was <laughs> like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to pull out the turtle van, you know? It always, right. it always got a lot of action. Well, I have to admit, I never had it. I always wanted it, but I never had it. But, you know, I always thought it looked the coolest ever. And as a matter of fact, you know, looking at the box art, it looks awesome. I mean, you know, the box art alone sells me on this figure, or sells me on this toy, because... The left side front has the turtle logo with the words turtle party wagon or mutant attack fan. Raph is in the side door that extends uh, out as it knocks one of the foot soldiers out. And Raph is shouting, in your face! Yeah! Yeah, yeah! (laughs) 
The center has what looks like a, uh, I think it's Leo dropping a missile that's labeled Stinko down a manhole in which it kind of looks like another foot soldier has fallen into. And you know, I kind of thought about it. I was like, is Leo going to kill that foot soldier? I mean, he's dropping a missile down there. Maybe, you know, maybe yeah, he's just geez. had enough. Yeah, <laughs> enough's enough. I understand. Well, they're only robots, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, depending on what series you're watching. Or... <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Uh, Mikey's driving and Donnie is looking out the passenger window of the van watching Leo drop the bomb. Uh, which makes me think of, you know, that song, You Dropped the Bomb on Me. Did you ever hear that one? <laughs> you uh, dropped the bomb on me, baby. You dropped the bomb on me. <laughs> Never heard that? No, I don't think so. Oh, man. Oh, you know what? We're going to have to play it at the end of the show. <laughs> All right. <that's laughs> <a> deal. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's beautiful box art. I mean, it's so detailed. You have, you know, kind of like a purple backdrop, and then you got, like, this yellow silhouette of the New York City. And then you got the turtle van, and all the turtles look very serious. They look like a comic version of the turtles. Um, uh, the backs of the box art has, like, a Pizza Hut coupon, which is always awesome. And there's even, uh, it even says, I think in the back or the front, that there's a joke book that comes with it. So I've not read the joke book, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty neat. The box art definitely gets an A-plus in my book. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it definitely sells it. You know, it it really says turtles in every way. And, uh, you know, it just, it makes you want to buy it and play with it. So they did a great job on marketing on this thing. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so Josh, you want to actually talk about the loose figure itself? Sure, yeah. Um, so I, I picked mine up uh, loose for, I think, about 10 bucks at a flea market. Um, they seem to be per- fairly common. Um, I guess the tricky part is trying to find one with all the pieces, but uh, mine mine doesn't have the sliding door on the side. Uh, it's It kind of it broke off, but um, other than that, it's still in pretty good shape, which kind of says a lot about the quality of the toy. It's pretty cool. I've still got the lid that opens up, uh, you know, and I've got... Um, it's still got all the wheels and everything on it, and all the stickers are actually in pretty good shape. And uh, I think my favorite one is the one that said "foot stinks." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. And even even in the grill, the front grill where you've got the turtle mouth, I mean, it's just awesome. And it, it's so iconic. It just it screams turtles. It's awesome. And uh, I, I love the uh, the logo that's on the on the spoiler. It's really sweet. oh yeah, that's that's one of my favorite parts of the whole van. Yeah. And so uh, for those of you who are wondering, uh, it comfortably seats five turtles. So <laughs> comfortable, <laughs> yeah. But if you want to squeeze Splinter or Shredder in there or something like that, it, it can work. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard for a Splinter to sit because his feet are so big, so you can't really get him <laughs> in the front to drive. Uh, right, and his tail kind of gets in the way, so he he kind of chills there. But you know, right. But if you know if you need to close the top and you're you're worried about uh, you know bumping his head, don't worry, it's a squishy head. That's right, squishy head. Yeah, squishy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's really neat because the the top just lifts right off. It's on a hinge, so it's really cool. You just flip it open, throw your turtles in, and close it. And it's it's actually kind of nice if you're just trying to store your loose figures together. So it kind of it, it functions as a toy and as a sort of a case to keep them in. It's pretty sweet. And uh, the the wheels on the back are really huge, and then it's got smaller wheels on the front. But uh, it actually rolls really nice. I mean, you could roll the sucker right on the carpet, and then, uh, it'll just keep going. Nice, nice. You know, and the stickers kind of cracked me up. And, like, you already mentioned one, Foot Stinks. And then uh, the other one was, uh, oh, gosh, there's one. It's I think it's it's party time. And then it's got, like, uh, words all around. It says slam, bam, pow, conk. Yeah, so that that's on there. There's kind of a sticker of the engine, I think, in the back. <laughs> yeah, it's right uh, on the back. It looks yeah. like, I can't tell what, it, it almost looked like a fan or something. Yeah, I didn't know what it was at first. 
I, I think it might, I don't know, it could be a, a flux capacitor. Yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing. I, I was. It's funny you mentioned that. The You know, the look from the outside, it looks great. I mean, you the bottom half of the van, it's kind of yellow, and then the top half of the van is, is green. And then it's cool because there's just like this trap door that as soon as you open the top, the trap door flies out, and it's got like this side uh, chair where one of the turtles can sit. Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's just kind of a neat visual because as soon as you open the top of the van, not only do you see inside the top of the van, but you see that, that trap door fly open. And then, uh, you know, on the other side, you got the sticker of, of, uh, it's party time and everything. And then the front, uh, I mean, you see the teeth, like you said, Josh, uh, of the bumper, you see the, uh, turtles logo on the, the front of the hood. Uh, and then, you know, the top, like we talked about, it kind of opens up and then you got the spoiler, uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it's very detailed. If if there was one gripe, Josh, like if there was one gripe that you had about this toy, what would it be? Um, you know, I I'd probably say the uh, I guess the door on the side. A lot of times I find these things and the door is busted off. No, yeah. So I mean, I wish that that was a little bit more uh, resilient, I guess, so that it would stick around because it looks awesome. I mean, it, it pops out like a gunner chair, like a like you you think of on a, on like a Huey helicopter from like Vietnam. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like you got a door gunner. It's pretty awesome. Right, right, and, and you know another cool thing is the the guns at the top. You know, there's like a gun on both sides. You know, I guess it comes as part of the accessories. I don't think it comes with, or I don't think it's automatically attached to the van. But uh, on both. Um, uh, on the top of the right side and the left side, there are, there are guns, and right in the top center of the van, uh, there's a radar scope. So, you know, that's that's a lot of really nice touches. Yeah, I mean, they really could have made this a lot cheaper. I mean, they could have got away with um, making it a cheaper product, but it's it's held up over like 20 years, and you know, all the stickers are still on there. Um, and it, like you were saying, it comes with a lot of extra stuff. It's actually pretty big, so uh, I, I think it's great. Right, yeah, and and you know if if I had one gripe, uh, it's not, it's so minor, but like you know if you could actually open it up from the top and look down in, like I wish they had a couple of stickers that you could actually put on the inside of you know maybe things that the turtles had like I don't know like a slice of pizza or or some of Donatello's equipment or I don't know something because you know when you look you know uh, from the top of the van in, uh, you see the seats which is cool. But, uh, you know, there, there's no color. There's no uh, stickers or anything that go on the inside. Yeah, you know, like above the seats where where the headrest would be on there, they did have room. They could have, you know, if they would have put in some, like, screens and stuff. like your, uh, That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you know, some uh, electronics and stuff, equipment for Donatello. Uh, that oh, would yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Out of a 1 to 10 rating, what would you give it? 9.95. Oh, you read my mind, man. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I I got to say I love it. And it's funny, you know, I've got it in my my front room, my front uh living room area where I've got all my retro games and stuff. And uh anyone who comes over, that's like one of the first things they pick out. You know, like, "Oh, dude, you've got the turtle van?" It's like, "Yeah, man, I got the turtle van." <laughs> It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone it's instantly recognizable. You know, it's it's just Everyone, everyone knows exactly what it is. It's just, it's awesome. And even like you're saying, the the DVD set, I have that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a really cool touch. So I think it just kind of speaks to, to how iconic it is to the series as a whole. Oh, absolutely. And just the fact that they, uh, you know, for the retro collection, that's what they, you know, the first big vehicle they did was a turtle van, and it's identical to the original. 
uh, that's that's a big testament to the figure because I think it still held, holds up to this day. I mean, it came out in 1988, so it's got to be what 25 years old, 26 years old. I mean, that's incredible that it it looks this good nowadays. So they just don't make them like they used to, man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, for me, I'd probably get a 9.95 as well because it rocks my body in overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dude, every time I hear that song, I think of you. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Keep a pumping. Ah, uh, better when you stop with something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I take a lot of pride when I put a gift inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. You I'm just sorry. contaminated it. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sorry. The rap oh, rap. The yeah. rap rap. Yeah, rap rap. Hello, violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled. All right, guys, it's time for Casey's Comic Classroom. And today we're going to be reviewing the original TMNT Volume 1, Issue Number 3. Uh, this one's a classic uh, featuring the debut of the Turtle Van. Yeah! Awesome. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a Volkswagen, eh? Yeah, uh, yeah it's got to be, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's the only van I see. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny that they put that on there. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was cool that, you know, that they just decided to throw it on there. Like, uh, like April's like a hippie or something. <laughs> well, you, you do know that, uh, you know, I, I actually read the comic through the uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles uh, Ultimate Classic Collection Volume 1, like the huge hardcover uh, collection they did. Uh-huh. Uh, and Kevin Eastman's, uh, I think, father or grandfather had a Volkswagen van just like this. And that's why he put it in the comic. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the whole reason he did it. He actually put, like, commentary based on the van. So I was like, that's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> I've got to pick that up at some point. Yeah, that one, they've got that one at the comic book shop, and I'm always eyeballing it. Oh, you got to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's I think, pretty good. I think I paid, like, 40 bucks, something like that. Yeah, there's a couple versions of it, I think, too. I think there's, like, a, there's like a $200 version. I don't know what the difference is. But, $200? Um, yeah, $200? Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, fifty bucks isn't bad. I think they have, it's kind of like they went two different ways. You could get either the uh, the ultimate collection, which that's in black and white, right? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's in black and white. And I think it's got more commentary and stuff like that. And then the one that I have uh, is um, the color classics collection, and this was more recent released. Oh, uh, nice. But it's it's the basically the color classics that they did, but it's all in a hardcover, uh, and it looks like a pizza box. It's pretty cool. Oh man. How many issues are on that one? Um, I think it's got, I think it's about ten. Wow, wow! So you got me beat. I think mine has, uh, it's got uh, issues one, two, three, Raphael one issue micro series, four, five, six, seven, and that's it. Nope, you're right. It's the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. the exact same. But uh, yeah, but definitely both really good pickups, and it's uh, it's interesting. The book is actually pretty large, so the, the pages seem larger. Oh uh, yeah, than an actual comic would be. So it's it's really nice, you know. Especially yeah, you can uh, kind of see the more detail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like getting uh, a zoomed in picture without it getting fuzzy. So let's uh, let's hop in, eh? Sounds good, eh? So uh, this issue was uh, published in 1985. Uh, like we said, it's the third issue ever of the Ninja Turtles. Um, so. Uh, we were talking about uh, the Volkswagen a little bit. Uh, on the front cover, it's got uh, the Volkswagen, and it's uh, sort of up on two wheels. <laughs> and you've got yeah, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, you've got one of the turtles kind of hanging out the the passenger window, and uh, you can see the other ones in the back. And uh, April's just got the wheel, and she's kind of clenching out with both fists. <laughs> and 
Yeah, I just noticed something in the background. What's that? You see the the store in the background? It says Laird's Photo. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty neat. <laughs> that is neat. Yeah. Did you did you notice on the uh, the street sign on the left? No nothing. No nothing. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's a double negative. <laughs> yep. So there that's is awesome. something. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. But yeah, the um, the cover's great. Uh, I'm looking at it in color, and they did a great job. Um, you can actually see in the background. Uh, it's it's sort of like a, a red and blue. Yeah, um, yeah, sort of dynamic, and you could see that the the police are coming after him. So, and of course, the, you have the trash in the street. So, oh yeah, yeah, the signature of the turtle comics. That's right. Yeah, this uh, this dystopian dirty city, and you know, the turtles are taking it to the streets. <laughs> taking it to the streets. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to make you sing as much as possible. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. it's working out. <laughs> yeah, my my smoker's voice. So uh, the the episode, uh, if you guys don't remember, episode two was. Uh, Introducing April O'Neil and uh, and her struggle with uh, her crazy employer Baxter Stockman. And, yeah, what a uh, jerk. Yeah, I know. Seriously, you should take off. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, the episode, the last page of last episode was just the turtles sort of in Baxter Stockman's uh, laboratory, and they had just they had just uh, used explosives to get rid of all the. Um, to sort of blow open the doorway, and I think they used the computer to shut everything down. They did an emergency shutdown to try to, to stop all of the Bowsers, and uh, it just shows them all together saying, uh, I guess it worked. So mm-hmm. the Turtles had just uh, saved April O'Neil from uh, certain death uh, by Mausers. So this next episode has uh, the Turtles, and uh, they're underground, and they're trying to get out of the sewer, and uh, they bust through, and uh it shows them emerging out of the sewer with April O'Neil uh, on the first page, and uh, they tell yeah, April. What kind of looks like like a construction site or something? Yeah, they're kind of in a deserted area. Like I guess the yeah. turtles knew where they were coming up, um, and they tell April, uh, "Looks like no one should be around. This should be a good place for you to take off, April. Take off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take off, April. <laughs> yeah, get out of here." So, um, you know, April thanks them for uh, for saving her life, and uh, they get the number. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to figure out which turtle got it. Who do you think uh, she would have handed it to? Uh, it had it had to been Donatello, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's pretty charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they ha- they kind of a thing in uh, the new Nickelodeon show. Yeah, well, you know, who could blame her, right? Everyone likes nerds, right? We're cool. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> exactly. So uh, April gives the turtles her number, and uh, they end up going back home. Uh, oh, she says to call them if they need any help. And they go back home, and they find that uh, their house has been broken into, and that Master Splinter was gone. Splinter! <laughs> Dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm totally convinced that that exact scene was taken right out of this issue. It had just, to have been. Just look at him. Look at how he's clenching his fists. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's it's that exact scene from the movie. It was great. Oh, my goodness. You know, and I mentioned it earlier in the show about uh, issue 10. There's a lot of things that happen in issue 10 that actually happen in the movie. Like, I think whoever produced the movie, and I don't know off the top of my head, but they did their homework with the with the comic book issues because there's a lot that you can't help but think of the movie when you read the comics. So they did a great job with that. Yeah, hats off to them. So the Turtles come back and find that Splinter's gone, and uh, they're frantically searching through their lair, and they find uh, a bunch of broken Mausers and blood. And, That's uh, right. So they're, they're pretty... They're pretty shaken up because they were just expecting Splinter to be there, of course. And they had just got done fighting the Mausers, so they probably figured that the Mauser problem had been taken care of. So they're pretty shocked to see that Splinter's gone. And uh, 
Well, the mousers were supposed to go after uh, rats in the first place. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so you know, they found the, the biggest job. one they could find. Yeah. <laughs> you dirty rat! <laughs> <laughs> you killed my brother. <laughs> Must be Splinter's favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh? <laughs> so anyway, Raph ends up uh, losing his temper and throwing a Mauser up against the wall and saying, "You know, I wish I, I would have killed Baxter while I had the chance." And he tries to he tries to take off, um, <laughs> but uh, Leo won't let him. And uh, this is interesting, you know, it's kind of the first time that Le- it shows Leonardo in the leadership role, uh, I guess really blatantly, because uh, yeah. he, he starts handing out instructions, telling everyone what the plan is. So he tells, uh, you know, Mikey uh, to clean up and start gathering up all their stuff, and for right. Raphael to help him. And then, and then once again, you kind of see, like, the Raphael role, too, because, uh, you know, Raph ends up storming off uh, and, you know, trying to find uh, Splinter himself. And again, that kind of reminds me of the film. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so Raphael leaves the other turtles, and they're back at the house trying to pack everything up. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, Leonardo's obviously uh, upset that he had, had left without telling them where he was going. Uh, they end up packing up anyway, and they, they leave the sewer, and then they end up running into uh, Raphael. They were thinking they were going to have to go find him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, you know, he just shows up because he's awesome <laughs> yeah. like that. He's like, no, dude, yeah, where it's was cool. he? Uh, I don't know. I, it, it doesn't really explain. He just he just kind of... like, hey, man, I'm back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was just know. hanging out, like you know, right here. <laughs> he, he like went down two streets looking for uh, Splinter. I was like, oh, I guess he's dead. <laughs> it's like a kid who's about to run away from home. They like get like two blocks away. Yeah, I'm about ready to come back. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's yeah. what happened. <laughs> so the the turtles end up regrouping and they they call April because they don't know what else to do, and they've got her number. So you know, there's that. <laughs> so they call April and uh, she agrees to come and pick them up uh, in 20 minutes. And she hops in her Volkswagen van and drives down to uh, the Turtles and picks them up. You know, here's the very first appearance of the the uh, Volkswagen. And it's, it's pretty cool as it... I like the, uh, the the drawing that they do with the van as it draws, as it comes up. Uh, it kind of seems like she just, like, tears around the corner. And yeah. she's, like, squealing the tires. And then right in front of the alleyway, it's like, it's, it's a scree. Like, she just yeah, slams like she's on just the just slamming on the brakes. And you can kind of see the van, like, lurching forward because she, like, slammed yeah. on the brakes. Yeah, and it looks, you know what? You know, the, the cool thing is it looks just like the turtle van that we just discussed. Yeah, I mean, just without the paint, but it's totally the turtle van. Yeah, all, all we need is a foot stink sticker, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She stops, and they all pile in the van, and um, and April goes, uh, Hey, guys, it's good to see you all again. Where's Splinter? And, you know, they, they're kind of reluctant to, to tell her, but... Uh, and of course they're really distraught and they tell her that uh she was uh that Splinter was taken and that there were just Mausers everywhere and they don't know where he is so it's interesting she actually ends up uh crying yeah yeah look at that i was kind of surprised you know i didn't think that she hasn't she known was, that well yet yeah i mean she just fainted at the sight of him and then all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden she's attached but uh it's you know so a- april just uh tells them that uh she's going to offer her help and she'll do whatever she can this next part's pretty interesting. So uh, they're driving along in their van, and you see uh, a cop car. And there's a cop, and he's he just kind of turns his head as the van passes and goes, uh, "Hey, huh? What was that?" And uh, the other cop, you know, that's with him, goes, uh, "Hey, isn't that van? It fits the description of a uh, APB that was put out on a, for a vehicle used in a robbery just 20 minutes ago." Mm-hmm. So I wonder where April, why it took April 20 minutes uh, to get there. Yeah, geez, no, no kidding. She's knocking over the banks. Yeah. That, that's why she slammed on the brakes when she picked up the turtles. 
That's right. That's right. <laughs> She's got a lot to hide. Apparently. Yeah. So, uh, of course, a high-speed car chase ensues. and uh, Which was awesome, by the way. Yeah, it, it was great. Uh, and it's, uh, it's car 54. Is that of any significance? I don't know why. Car 54? I, I don't know. Uh, Is that like on, Herbie or something? Yeah. <laughs> let, let me uh, double check. Uh, well, it says here, uh, according to the commentary I have, it says, uh, uh, this is what Kevin Eastman said about page 15. It says, the Blues Brothers movie was one of my favorites, and I think it had the record for the crashing like 145 cars in the film. So I wanted to crash a few here myself, and then off through Central Park. So he wanted to do a car chase, and he wanted to crash as many cars in the process. So, Oh, there uh, uh, apparently there was a sitcom called Car 54, Where Are You? So maybe, oh, awesome. Maybe it was a reference to that, but that is a really neat note. And uh, yeah, Blues Brothers is a great movie. Yeah, we're on a mission from Gad. <laughs> Get the band back together. Yeah. Take two whole fried chickens and uh, dry white toast. <laughs> and, and Carrie Fisher's in that. That is was crazy. Really? Yeah, Carrie Fisher's in it. She's the one with the RPG, that she, uh, the bazooka that she fires at him. Wow. Yeah, it was I, crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm like, huh. dude, it's Princess Leia. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Force is strong with her. That's right. Yeah, there is another. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> So anyway, uh, we've got this high-speed car chase, and like uh, like you were saying, Rob, lots of cars getting smashed up, oh, high-speed yeah. pursuit, and it's really cool. It's not really something that you would generally see in a Turtles comic. No, know? no. And, uh, you know, April's at the helm, so uh, it's pretty cool just seeing her in the action, and it kind of surprised me that she was willing to just, like, run away from the cops just because yeah. the Turtles asked her to. Yeah. But, so uh, here she is uh, crying for Splinter, and then she's running away from the cops with the Turtles. Yeah. I think yeah. she's in now. It's a slippery sl- Yeah, it's initiation. That's right, <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite uh, panels in the entire comic uh, is up here when um, you know they they just busted around the corner, and uh, and I think it's Raph goes, uh, "Hey Mike, grab the license plate off the back of the van. Uh, if we're lucky, they haven't taken down the numbers yet." And then you just see, <laughs> I love this. You see, uh, you see. Uh, uh, Michelangelo just kind of lift up the back of the van, uh, the back window, and it just go rip and rips the license plate off, and he's just got this smirk on his face. It's just priceless. <laughs> I mean, I I love it. That's I think it's I don't know. It's probably one of my favorite panels in the comic. It's just hilarious. That is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and the cops are going, oh, "What was that? Are these guys wearing masks or something?" Yeah. What's wrong with these guys? Yeah. <laughs> it look yeah, like no, a that... sort of look like a turtle. Uh, yeah. An overcoat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, what? Uh, that's from Turtles One, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you go to Laguardia, right? Yeah, like right after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So they they like they they go through uh, Central Park, and it's kind of cool because um, let's see, yeah, let me find the page. Okay, so April she pulls off into the grass and everything at Central Park and everything, and uh, the panel says, uh, "I hope so, Leo. They're they're still on our tail." Uh, looks like she's about to hit a foot soldier. Yeah, it just has to be like, but walking by one of the streetlights. Yeah, it does look like a foot soldier. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's supposed to probably be a pedestrian, but still, <laughs> the foot soldier's like, whoa! I would have hit him. Daylight man. and everything. <laughs> I would have hit him. You get like fifty points for that, man. Yeah, yeah, at least <laughs> one less robot. So, uh, and then uh, it, it's funny. Also, in the Central Park, uh, one of the cops is leaning out the window with his uh, with his service revolver, and he goes. Uh, Hey, uh, I think I could take out their tires. And the other cop goes, "Wait, don't shoot, you fool! What do you think this is? The A team?" Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the next one, yeah, and the next one, they said, "I pity the man." <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's hilarious. I, lo- I love the references. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's great. And I love this lovey-dovey couple on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hilarious. He's like, isn't it a lovely night, dear? And they have no idea. There's, like, sirens and yeah, a van yeah, like a barreling van, towards or, them. Right. There's a van, like, hurling towards them. And they, like, jump into the lake or the the river. And her, her dress gets ruined and everything. It's great. And the, there's the other guy, the pedestrian, he ends up diving in front of a uh, – he's diving out of the way of the van. Uh, and he goes, holy hippo spit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you jerks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking here. I'm walking. Yeah, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Trying to get a date here. <laughs> Dude, you are from Jersey, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I try. I try. That's awesome. They end up going through the rest of Central Park, uh, over the bridge, and all these pedestrians are diving out of the way. And uh, they ended up uh, shaking the cops, and the cops end up crashing, uh, it looks like, uh, into a bench, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, I think I think they crash into a park bench. Oh, okay. Uh, so then the, uh, they peel out, and they end up back on the main road. And uh, they lost the police car, but there's uh, a couple more coming up on their tail. So uh, the cops end up, uh, they, they end up right next to the van and telling them to pull over. And uh, they end up hitting the van, like kind of nudging them. Mm-hmm. So so uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's Raph. I tell her to nudge him back. And she goes, okay, I'll try. And she just nails the cop car uh, and yeah. sends them off road. And they end up crashing into the front of a store. Now, now like seriously, April's going to do some serious time for that. I know, right? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> Vehicular I mean, homicide. They could, exactly. They could, they could count that as murder. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, attempted murder. Yeah, right? I mean, she's she's initiating, man. You know, right, exactly. And uh, that's a, a, probably one of my other favorite uh, favorite panels in the entire comic is the panel of the cop car coming through the front, uh, the front window of the storefront. Oh, that looks awesome. There's just so much detail. And you could tell uh, whoever it was that illustrated this really enjoyed doing this scene because they took their time i mean there's there's like a thousand pieces of glass just everywhere oh i know and the cop car is sort of like it's it's in the middle of coming through the window so you can only see like you can't see the the roof of the car but you can see the lights it's just it's great it's just complete chaos and they did an amazing job i agree april after uh sending the cops to the front of the store starting to grow a conscience um (laughs) And she says, uh, oh, Leo, this is awful. We wrecked three cars and we hurt people. And uh, Leo's like, oh, I don't think they were seriously hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fine. They were buckled up. They had their safety yeah. belts on. Yeah. Uh, and, and Leo goes, uh, well, remember, they started chasing us. We didn't do anything wrong. April goes, well, uh, I guess you're right, but we've got to stop this somehow. So uh, he says, try this. Uh, swing around next to that car and go up to the first side street. And uh, they end up pulling up next to another green and white Volkswagen. How convenient. Yeah, and uh, so it turns out that uh, there's a, a van full of uh, hoodlums, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are the ones that have actually committed the bank robbery. So the the turtles and the uh, these hoodlums, they kind of look at each other and do a double take and go, hey, wait a second. Yeah. And they realize what had happened. You know, the turtles in the van are right next to each other, and uh, they end up bumping into each other, and the, the van with uh, the robbers actually gets knocked over and ends up going on its side and kind of tumbling over, and, and the cops are uh, uh, the cops end up following that man that had toppled over, realizing that they were actually the ones that had robbed the bank. Right, the real punks. Yeah, and uh, I guess I guess my third favorite scene of the entire uh, comic is the one where uh, the van's toppled over, and there's probably uh, ten cops surrounding them. Oh yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> 
and there's one guy who's out of the uh, out of the van, and he goes, uh, "I was uh, just uh, hitchhiking, and uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, it was an accident. You know, uh, I don't even know these guys. Yeah, yeah, that's not mine. Yeah, <laughs> I was holding for somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, all the cops around uh, all have a, a different a cliche, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. say a cop cliche. Uh, Halt! Don't move it. Hold it. Make my day, punks. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Aha. Freeze. Cease and desist. <laughs> Do not ambulate. I don't think I've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> Remain yeah. motionless. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool. At the bottom, the very bottom of the uh, of the page, you just see the barrel of like a full shotgun. It's awesome. It's like Doom. It's first person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just a really well animated or uh, really, really well illustrated uh, scene here. I, I really like this one. Yeah. And speaking of which, like the next, like, Spread the full page spread. I mean, it looks great. It does, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's just it. It gives you uh, again portraying the uh, the whole. Uh, I guess kind of dirty, grungy, uh, almost like depressed city that they're in. Um, yeah. But uh, it's yeah, a lot of detail. I did spend a couple minutes just kind of looking at the different stores and all the detail in the buildings and the street. Uh, they did a great job on this, and they really put you in the uh, the turtles world kind of. With this, uh, with this spread, yeah, that's the truth. I like the biker on the bottom left. He's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's got he's got this like huge cruiser uh, Harley that he's riding, and uh, yep. he's got the full beard. It just looks awesome. He's the guy we all want to be. Uh, so the the turtles end up uh, at April's place, and uh, she invites him in. And it's cool uh, uh, when you see the actual uh, the building that April lives in. Uh, it says second time around, uh, and I can't read the rest of the sign because there's a word bubble. But it uh, it is sort of like a uh, I guess like a secondhand shop, like it was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Full of a bunch of stuff from her dad. So, did they cool. have the van too in the movie? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because another nice a, touch. It uh, unfortunately it had a uh, a crack in the block the size of the San Andreas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they end up going back to April's place and she invites them in, and uh, they get, they're pretty impressed with how uh, how comfortable the couch is. <laughs> yeah. So I'll grab a spot, and uh, she's asking if they want anything to drink, and uh, it's funny. Uh, I'm assuming it's Raph. He goes, I uh, got any beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's funny because Kevin Eastman talks about that. He said, uh, uh, page 26, he says, you can tell Peter and I, this is Kevin Eastman talking here, you can tell Peter and I we're only writing these stories for ourselves. When the guys are settling into April's pad, one of them asks for a beer when she offers them a drink. Well, it's pretty cool how he says they're writing it for themselves, and I think that's what made it so good because they weren't concerned about, you know, Trying to make a kid friendly, or you know, whatever right. people would think, they're just putting out there whatever came in their in their head. You know, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, the then uh, so April basically asks what they want to drink, and then uh, by the time she gets back, they're all just completely uh, passed out. <laughs> right, and that's that's the end for them. That's the end for them. But then you have an epilogue right after that, and this kind of goes back and shows uh, what happened to Splinter. Yeah, so uh, it's just a. It sort of looks like, uh, I guess, sort of a causeway or an alleyway in the sewer. And there's a bunch of water, and it's really dirty and dark. And then you just. You can. It's almost hard to make out that Splinter's yeah. actually laying there. It looks like. It almost looks like he's on a, a drainage. Uh, a drainage grate. And he's surrounded by Mauser parts, I think it is. And uh, you just see him kind of sighing there as he's laying there. So he definitely seems like he's completely uh, and utterly exhausted and out of commission and uh, pretty beat up from the Mausers. But then uh, it's kind of neat, like the next, uh, or one, one of the bottom uh, middle slides, you see uh, Splinter's face. Look at his eyes. He's going, Mausers! Yeah, I know. Look at that. Yeah. I like his mouth. He actually yeah, looks more like a wolf in that frame. 
He does. He really does. Yeah, that's interesting. So some of the masters are still alive, and you know Splinter's trying to fight him off as best he can. And he's handling them really well. And it's it's interesting because uh, it shows him stabbing one of the Mausers basically in the eye. Uh, yeah. it, it's colored red in the in the color classic version, which I really like. And actually, that uh, that picture of uh, I, I don't know if it's a full katana or a dagger or whatever inside that Mauser uh, that is actually in the earlier drawing of when the turtles came home. So, oh, awesome! Yeah, you can actually see that same sword in, in Mausers, <coughs> which is pretty cool. They did that, that uh, level of consistency, but um, yeah, that he's really fighting them. And I think I wanna, uh, another one of my favorites is the bottom right. You see him swinging from the chandelier. Yeah! <laughs> this is what you awesome. think of like a western or something. It was pretty awesome. Yeah! <laughs> uh, but yeah, Splinter just has an epic battle. Uh, it looks like he, he takes out quite a few of these Bowsers. He does. And he gives them a run for their money. But then, who shows up, Josh? Dum dum dum! The TCRI guy! Yeah! <laughs> I hate that guy! <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he ends up getting, um, he ends up basically, uh, from exhaustion of fighting the Mausers and getting chomped on, he kind of, he kind of just passes out, um, laying there, and these, uh, TCRI guys come, and they're going through the sewers, they're, it seems like they're, they're actually, they're specifically looking for Splinter, um, which is interesting. Right, it's like they knew about him. Yeah, and we don't really know why. Uh, but they end up finding him, and they hold him at gunpoint, and Splinter actually, uh, he kind of begs them not to shoot him. Yeah. And But the, and then it was, they say, uh, unbelievable, a talking rodent, most irregular. And uh, they end up uh, kind of scooping him up and uh, taking him to the infirmary. So uh, they, they end up basically abducting him after finding him beaten up, and they take him back to TCRI headquarters. Right, and he, he's kind of like sitting in the bed and everything, and then he kind of realizes where he is. It's almost like he passed out for a little while. He finally gets up, gets out of bed, and he's kind of wandering around this uh, TCRI lab. And as he's going around this one corner, he says, uh, <laughs> and once again, he's got kind of like the bug eyes going, uh, Splinter does. Yeah. Uh, and he says, by the souls of my ancestors, you know, as he's looking into this one room. And then he looks in, and you see uh, three guys sitting around this table, and... <laughs> You see these brains on the table coming out, I guess, to the stomachs of the guys drinking Kool-Aid or, or something. I think uh, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta be. They gotta be. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's that's the first uh, appearance of the Utrams, uh, which is supposed to be this alien race. So, yeah, you know, and, and kind of, you know, for those of you who might not be familiar with the Utrams, are basically uh, a whole race of brains and people that look like Krang, so... So, uh, you know, that's that's kind of a weird way to end it, but it was a great way to end it. Yeah, it really was. It kind of ends up, I mean, it kind of just makes you wonder if if this is something that Splinter already knew, like if he recognized who they were, or if he was just yeah. shocked that they were aliens. You know, you don't really know. Yeah, um, I mean, if I, if I saw a brain, like, drinking Kool-Aid on a table, though, I don't know, I'd probably uh, freak out, too. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's interesting in this color version. They're sort of a, um, sort of like a brownish yellow color. They're not like a pink, like a, oh really? Like you would think, yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Huh. I didn't. Yeah, you can't tell that with the black and white. Yeah. Huh. I'm wondering why they chose the color in that way. I don't know. Yeah. So okay, Josh. Uh, now that we're done with issue three, what do you think of this issue? 
it was it was solid. I liked it. You know, uh, I thought it was really cool that they took a different take on it uh, using the car chase. You know, and uh, I love the Blues Brothers just as much as the next guy. <laughs> so uh, I thought it was pretty sweet. You know, uh, it was cool that you know April ends up sort of getting pulled back into uh, meeting the turtles, and you get to see that she really cares about them. You know. And she's oh she's saying you know I'm really happy to see you guys and you know where's Splinter and that she's willing to help him so it's uh it's pretty neat you get to see the characters develop a little bit more you get uh, to see Leonardo in his leadership role uh, Raphael being the rebel you get the turtle van um, so I thought it had a, a good story to tell I think it told it uh, well it kept it interesting and uh, yeah I'd say uh, overall a great issue. Yeah, I agree. I agree for the same exact reasons as you mentioned. Like, uh, you know, just the character development of Raphael, April, uh, of Leonardo. Uh, you know, j- just seeing that and uh, just just the fact that it ends on such a cliffhanger. I mean, you know, of course now, you know, as Turtle fans, we look back and we see, okay, the brain and everything. Oh, that's Krang. But, you know, I'm going from the point of view that, you know, I, I watched the show first in 1987. Well, this was written in 1985. I mean, to see just three guys sitting around and there's a big hole in their stomachs at the very end of the episode or at the very end of the issue and you see uh, Brains actually drinking something on the table, I'd be like, what? What is that? Uh, just, to, just to end on that, I, I would be absolutely hooked. Uh, so for that reason alone, I say this is a phenomenal issue. And... and uh, uh, for the fact that uh, the car chase was so well done and so uh, so detailed, uh, I, li- I like this issue better than the second issue. I thought there was more going on. I thought the character development was uh, a little bit more interesting. Um, I would give this issue probably about a nine out of ten. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, it's 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 a great issue. I really enjoyed it. I think, uh, yeah, I probably agree with you that it was it was a little bit more more interesting than the second issue. Uh, like you said, because of the character development. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'd have to agree with you. Probably a 9, 9 out of 10. I mean, it, it's... I can't imagine this issue really being much better. You know, it it's... You, you have to read it for yourself. It doesn't sound like it's really, uh, really uh, that long of an issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, okay, they have a car chase and they go back to her apartment. You know, it, it doesn't sound like a lot. But, you know, the, the car chase, they really did a lot with it. You know, there was, oh, a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of action, you know, funny parts, throwing in references, keeping it interesting. And uh, just the illustration was amazing. So, and, you know, it was an interesting plot twist that, you know, the cops are chasing them because they thought they robbed a bank. I mean... I thought it was pretty cool, uh, pretty original. Just the fact that April tried to kill the cops, I mean, oh my gosh. I know, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, she's she's in for the long haul now. And uh, so it's funny, going back to what you said about uh, how they, Kevin Eastman said they were just writing it for themselves. I mean, honestly, you could see that. I mean, who else yeah. would, I mean, they're drawing brains, drinking Kool-Aid on a table, coming yeah. out of a guy's stomach. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Like, right, right. They just, they went all out, you know? They just didn't care about what other people thought and just... Yeah, that, that, you know, that's, that's a cool thing about the Ninja Turtles. It's so... Different and far-fetched and weird, but strangely, it works. You know, I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's it's kind of funny, you know, that last scene in the entire comic book with the brains drinking. But at the same time, I, I can't help but want to know more. It's not like it's like, oh, come on, that's so ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, I don't want to watch. I don't want to read anymore. I'm hooked, you know? Like, I, I want to know more, you know? And I'm sure that's how the readers felt back in 1985. And that's yeah. I mean, that's part of why the the comic series was so interesting because there was there was no rules, right? I mean, there's no. It's never really predictable as to what's going to happen. 
No, no, and I it, agree. You never know what turn they're going to take or, you know, who would have expected April to be, you know, smashing into the cops. <clears throat> and it's just, it's awesome that, you know, how how freely they just let the, their ideas flow. Yeah, I the agree. story go, yeah, it's just... And as as weird as it sounds, I don't know, it just seems kind of natural that the story just goes and you just kind of follow it and want to know what happens next. It's pretty awesome. Well, all right, guys. Well, I guess we decided that uh, issue three of the original Mirage TMNT comic is a very good one. Uh, lots of monumental things happen in it with the turtle van and with uh, the Utrams uh, debuting. So great issue. If you haven't read it, definitely check it out. Uh, I know the Color Classics have already published it. The IDW has already published it. So you can get it relatively cheaply. Uh, If you want to get it in the anthologies or the volumes that uh, Josh and I have, uh, you're going to spend a little bit more money, but you get the awesome commentary on it. So go check it out. That's issue three of the original TMNT Mirage Volume 1 comic books. Yeah, and uh, if you guys want to check it out, uh, I highly recommend on... uh, I I got mine off of Amazon. Uh, They've got the hardcover for uh, 36 bucks. So, I mean, That's not bad. I mean, honestly, it's it's a pretty good price considering. I mean, uh, what uh, you get seven seven comics for thirty six bucks. So you're paying you're paying five bucks an issue, which cover price for a regular print is like four bucks anyway today. So a dollar more an issue, you get you get the hardcover, and uh, it's it's great. It's definitely yeah, absolutely. Good. I concur. Hey, Raph, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? All right, guys. Well, I guess it's it's time to get into our green screen. So, so Josh, what are we watching today? Uh, today we are watching the uh, original TMNT cartoon from 1987. Uh, Sweet. We are on episode number three, of- a thing about rats. <laughs> so, uh, I believe this this episode was written by David Wise, and I believe. Now, this is just... I haven't actually watched it. I wanted to kind of save it for this episode. Uh, but I believe this is the debut of Baxter Stockman. I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, played by our, our main man, Pat Fraley. And I believe this is a totally different take on Baxter Stockman than what we're used to from the comic books. So, you know, it's kind of it's going to be kind of nice. All right, listeners. So we are going to count down in five, four, four three, three, two, two one, one, and click. click. That's a hey, weird uh, shape of the moon there, isn't it? It is. It really is. Is that a waxing or a waning moon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to look at my moon phases. Yeah. Oh, there's a turtle van. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Yeah. Man, that's See, awesome. It, it even opened from the top again. It even had it's an like April driving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, every time I hear this music, it pumps me up, man. Uh, me too. You know, it doesn't matter how many times you see it. No. And, yeah. I, I'm telling you. I think it has the same effect on everybody. I want to get, like, an EEG machine and hook it up to people's brains and just have, like, five different people watch the intro and see what happens. I bet <laughs> yeah, it's I the same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. You get a little bit of uh, happiness, a little bit of adrenaline, you know, mix yeah, it all together. Yeah. And then I'll a little bit of hungry for the pizza. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to admit, I, I have not watched this episode probably since I was a kid, so I'm really excited to watch this. Oh, cool. Uh, Think about rats, written by David Wise and Patty. I didn't. Howlith. Howlith. Yeah. Howlith. Something like that. I think that was the uh, woman that David Wise was uh, dating at that point. Oh, okay. Or maybe his wife. I can't remember. How's he doing? He'll be Splinter's uh. He just needs sleep. Catching disease. Must pay for this. With no pillow. No pillow. No. <laughs> 
Raphael wants to turn him into a mutant hamster. <laughs> Come on, let's find that technodrome. Oh, they're gonna find a technodrome. I want to say the last episode that we watched of the original cartoon was the debut of the Technodrome. Yeah, the Technodrome and Shredder and Krang and I think Rocksteady and Bebop. Yeah, that's right. It was, I think. Yeah, yeah was that was Enter the, yeah. the Shredder, right? Yeah, that was a great one. Oh yeah. Oh, that poor living room. <laughs> Here's the uh, the late great James Avery right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. What are those? They're like Mini little, helicopter bugs? Yeah, they're helicopter bug spy things. Oh no. Oh, this is like the comic with the rats yep. and the mousers? Yep. There's Baxter. And Pat Fraley. That's him. Excellent. I love his bow tie. Yeah. I like how happy that mouse is. <laughs> Man, the masters look really small here. Yeah, they're moving really fast, though. Yeah. <laughs> I like the chomping sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, grab Did I kill him? No place for pests I don't know. There was no blood in this one, though. There's no blood. Thank goodness. Is a big company to mass There's the uh, helicopter bugs. In large quantities, they could solve the city's rat problem. Including my problem with a rat named Splinter. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay, well, one difference we already see is the Baxter Stockman in the cartoon seems kind of like innocent and kind of shy and kind of uh, self-conscious. Uh, do you like that version of Baxter better than the uh, maniacal, kind of evil Baxter that all along he knew that it wasn't really a rat problem that he was concerned with? It was dominating the the entire city. Like, well, which one do you prefer? Uh, I think the the comic book version of uh, sort of the maniacal genius seems yeah. to be a better fit. It's more interesting. There's more depth to the character. Right. Yeah. And I don't think in the comic book he actually ever encounters Shredder. At least not in the first or the second issue. Right. Yeah. Uh, not that I remember. Yeah, he's kind of his own. Oh yeah, because Shredder was dead that point or at least we thought he was yeah suspected to be yeah yeah <laughs> and look how short Baxter is yeah he really is either Shredder's really tall or hey boss <laughs> dude nice that cold's working yeah. for you man <laughs> thanks man Oh, yeah, like microchips there? Computer parts, yeah. That's just, <laughs> oh, yeah. Where'd they pick them up from? I don't know. I'm surprised Bebop and Rock City actually knew what they were. <laughs> Man, that uh, that capsule there looks huge. It's taking up the whole room. Look at that. I know. Man, look at that thing. Yeah. This is a big room. That guy must really have a thing about rats. Oh, there's the title of our episode. <laughs> Donatello, the Technodrome isn't up. It's down. At this point, anything is worth a try. I hope this leads someplace interesting. <laughs> nope. I thought not. You know, this is still part of the uh, uh, uh Hero in a Half Shell saga. Oh, yeah, you're like, right. Yeah, I think there's like four or five episodes. It might even be the entire first season uh, that's considered kind of like, you know, five-episode story arc. Yeah, it's pretty cool that they've been pretty consistently introducing new characters uh, yeah. in each episode. 
keep up. I guess they're gearing up for their toy line, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stocking up. I want to talk to you. Yeah, because uh, the last episode you saw the debut of Krang, uh, Bebop Rocksteady. I love how Krang's on his little brain stand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> like how he even holds it. Oh, he did just did a push-up with his arms. He did. Or his lobes or whatever. <laughs> he must work out. <laughs> If I had a body, <laughs> I must have the honor of destroying them. Saki, come back. I love how he refers to him as Saki. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Roku. <laughs> I look at your old ER there. Yeah, I try. Yeah, Crane's got the little, like, uh, turkey things hanging from his, uh, his neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a gullet. Yeah. You know what's funny? What's the mousers kind of look like Snoopies. They do. They're cute Snoopies, man. Why would you put your name on Machines of Death? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, property of Shredder. <laughs> it's interesting. They have this whole like production line just to like crank these suckers out. Yeah. Did they ever make Mouser action figures? I'm sure they did. I don't remember ever seeing one actually. Me neither. Me neither. I really like the colors that they used in the artwork here. Oh, yeah. yeah they did a really good job of keeping the sewers looking interesting. Yeah, really kind of dark. and You don't I never really have a good idea of just how large they are. It's pretty cool. No, yeah. And the turtle layer, too. Yeah. You see that? They got... Uh, where Splinter was resting, there was a couple of baseball bats. I didn't yeah. know the turtles played baseball. Neither did I. Yeah. But coming to think of it, I think I remember one of the figures actually having a baseball bat. Casey Jones? Was that? Was that yeah. <laughs> well, besides Casey Jones, I think it was one of the turtles. I think I can remember that, yeah. I think I it was either Leo or. I can't remember. But I want to say it like had like a swivel hip where you could like twist the hip and then he would swing the bat. Nice. I like how uh, he puts on the bandana before he meditates. <laughs> He's got to. Oh, here they come. Oh, here they come. What a bunch of hosers. Hoser yeah. mousers. <laughs> They're hungry. Yeah, look at them all chomping, <laughs> but just standing there. They looked a little bigger in that picture, but it's they did. They so did. This, this lines up really well with our comic. It does perfectly. You're to oh. After me. So he already knows that it's uh, it's Shredder that's coming after him. Yeah, I like how he's batting him like a like a cat. Yeah, yeah. Like baseball. Oh, no better. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, strike he... one. Strike two. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Jose could say go bat? Tell me. He didn't pay money for this. Dang, the turtles made uh, short work of those. They certainly did. Trademark back. There it is. I knew that would get him. It's cool how they always do uh, some sort of like detective work. Yeah. 
I feel we need April's skills as a reporter for this. I suggest you pay her a visit at her apartment. You'd better come with us, Master Splinter. Yeah, we don't want any of those big mouths putting a bite I'm surprised his uh, bandana doesn't have any insignia or anything on it. It's just a white bandana. Yeah. You know, I have to admit, like the uh, cartoon, at least at this point, you know, three three episodes in, it pays homage to the comic books with, you know, seeing April again with the Mousers being there, uh, with, with Splinter being surrounded by the Mousers. I mean, that's all in the third comic book, but also it was still kid-friendly enough to where they could kind of uh, provide entertainment to a new medium. So I, I just... Kudos to the original cartoon for doing that. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty neat. And they're, yeah, they're back in her apartment just like in the comic book. But yeah. Let's see if they ask for a beer. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. No? How about a root beer? Yeah, it'd be like something like, Hey, got any ecto-coolers, dude? <laughs> dude, ecto-coolers are the best. Yeah, that's right. See what he did the master helmet there? Yeah, he's like juggling it. <laughs> She's got a painting of a toaster. <laughs> Why do you plug this thing in? You can trust us, April. Yeah. <laughs> Now Michelangelo's looking for the that's pizza. Like a, yeah, look at all that pizza. Man, that's a huge fridge too. Jeez. Throw some pizza. <laughs> He's trying yeah. to eat it. Wow, look at that computer. Oh, that's so awesome. There you go, Josh. There's a Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> it's burn. Come on, April. Go, 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 go. Yeah, go, go, go. Oh, there's a yellow jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. Essence of Jelly Bean. Looks like Short Round's hat. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. She's got a printer that can print pictures. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool that it pays homage to her, uh... <laughs> pays homage to her computer skills from the car uh, comic book as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. It's rough. <laughs> See, I, I also think of the film, too. Remember they're hiding in her apartment? Oh, yeah. When the boss... Uh, uh, gosh, what was his name in the movie? The boss. I don't remember. Did, it was uh, Danny's dad, right? Danny's dad, yeah. yeah. yeah what's his name? I don't remember what his name is. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking of that. It reminded me of it. Look how hunched over the foot soldiers Yeah, are. they look like monkeys again. <laughs> but they've got flesh-colored gloves, apparently, on their hands. Yeah. At least Splinter has a heart. You know, let's him take a break. He did. Put him out of the way. Take the turtle-seeking cycle. Oh, uh, I guess not. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, looks like Turtle Van too. It kind of did. Oh man, they got a motorcycle. It's like a yeah. It's got the sidecar and everything. Nice. Look how huge the Technodrome looked there. Yeah. <laughs> She's 
Stick to business. We gotta find this Baxter Stockman person. I hope he hasn't had time to build any more of those little machines. Oh man. There's a whole army of them. Oh, yeah. Children. Cute little guys. <laughs> Cute little buggers. Wouldn't it be cool if they made like a remote control Mauser? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have one. That'd be sweet. It's like, Mauser, fetch me a sandwich. <laughs> you get home and it's like half eaten. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Look how small that van is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, he called uh, Shredder's place a dump. Look at that. All of his windows yeah, are geez. busted out. Yeah, poor Baxter. That's what you get for being genius. Yeah. Time to take out the garbage. Yeah, here comes the turtles to save the day. That's right. You're no match for Michelangelo, master of the Manrique Gusari. The Enrique Gusari? And master of the whirling pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> okay, Bob, let's chat. Only Raphael can make Bob sound scary. <laughs> Bash is the only guy I think the turtles are actually taller than. <laughs> Do you have any more of these mousers? No, but the shredder has hundreds of them. And where is the shredder now? I'll never it's always funny how they refer to him as the Shredder. Yeah, yeah. When you put the the in front of it, it sounds much more intimidating. Yeah. Oh, Raphael's side of the blade. The center blade was a little uh, weird looking there. Yeah. Green Street's all the way downtown. Yeah. How are we going to get there in time? Are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, they're going to take the van. Oh, no. <laughs> Do they turn this into turtle van? You know, I don't know. I really use some of this junk. Gee, Michelangelo, I didn't know you could drive. Yeah, it's not a Volkswagen, but yeah, I think it'll do. I, I love how uh, Michelangelo laughs. He goes, oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, well, wrong voice. Uh oh, wrong voice. <laughs> <laughs> I like how April's mopping in her yellow uh, rain suit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Splinter, Splinter, wake up! What's the matter, April? I think something's trying to eat this apartment. Oh no, the hoser Mousers. Sorry, They're back. I thought insurance salesman was pushy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, April's got Time the frying pan decaf, April. and the rolling pin. Yeah, she's taking him yeah. down. <laughs> she is. It's just like the comic. She's initiating herself. She is. But, yeah. Oh, ancestors! Oh man, there it is. Oh my goodness! Wow. There's a quote, direct quote from the uh, original comic. There. Awesome. Very nice touch. I don't think, uh, structurally speaking, is a good time yeah, for to Yeah, structurally speaking, uh... <laughs> Fortunately, the turtles had, uh, ropes attached to, apparently, a separate building. Yeah! <laughs> what is it attached much, to? Much, I don't know! Oh, there it is. A crane? Uh... I guess so. Let's go find the shredder! 
screen. the mansion, just like Stockman said. So what do we do now? With the equipment in the van, I can make this thing powerful enough to control all the mountains. Yeah, Donatello loves this van. It it's awesome. He does. Master control in that old dump. Somebody's gonna have to get in there and. It's kind of cool that Splinter's actually out Come with on, them on a mission. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, you don't see him much. One turtle to have a better chance than three. Well, have fun. Drop us a line if anything interesting happens. You could have tried to talk me out of it, you know. Michelangelo's uh, solid snake. The master control. Not too <laughs> fast, turtle boy. <laughs> There's like no speech in that. That was yeah, weird. that was kind of odd. I think they forgot to record the lines there. <laughs> you just see uh, Splinter yeah, turns toward April, and April just kind of shrugs. She, she she shrugs and she says something. You see her mouth move, but nothing comes out. This is stupid. There's gotta be some way out of these ropes. Oh, swell, another Mausers. Ah. I just hope Michelangelo managed to shut down the master control. Michelangelo's tied up in the chair. He's trying to bust out. Ooh, is that Krang? Krang, yeah. Krang's tentacle was extremely long. Yeah. And came in and looks like he's trying to untie him. An unlikely ally. Yeah. Wow! Whoa! I've heard him going out of your skull, but you take the cake! <laughs> Listen to me. The room with the master control is one flying up. Go there and destroy. Wow, why is he helping him? I don't know, that's kind of weird. A minute. Why should I believe a talking brain? There's no time to argue. Your friends are in Sounds like he's trapping him. It looks like his uh, his little chair's got rolly on it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, no, he, he wasn't kidding. Oh, big man with a gun. Come on, fight like a turtle. Miss me by a mile. You impudent idiot. Impudent dog. You wish to uh, betray our beloved sensei. Yeah. Also, Michelangelo uh, rolls around the room and ends up making Shredder blast the master control. Well played. He's gonna, he's gonna pay for that. That was a weird sound effect. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of Mausers. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Cute little guys. Oh, there Wait, what was is that? a huge module. Oh, what? Oh, i never seen that before. It was actually an arm. Yeah, it was like an arm. I wonder why that's why it looks so much different. Yeah, because normally it's like a little, uh, almost like a little capsule that they ride in. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. It was actually an arm that extended from it. Huh. <laughs> that uh, like crushed by that door. <laughs> if anything's happened to that little twerp, I'll 
Oh, there's like a door like crushing me, man. I just love hide and seek. Nice. Well, guess what? The technodrome's long gone. That shredder's getting to be a real pain in the tail. We need some turtles have tails. Yes, they do, but I've never seen them on the Ninja Turtles. Uh, me neither. That's interesting. You know what I saw in that old house? I'm gonna be looking for it now. <laughs> yeah, me too. So they just totally stole uh, Baxter's van. Yeah, they did. They just <laughs> they did. Poor Baxter. Oh, I guess that's the episode. Uh, poor Baxter. Yeah, jeez, poor Baxter. He's always getting rough. <laughs> All right. So Josh, what do you think of this episode, my man? Uh, I think it was really cool. I, th I thought it was neat how it uh, sort of nodded to the comic, which I had never really noticed before. You know, it, I don't know if it was as good as Enter the Shredder, but, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of nice to see or all the tributes to the third issue of the comic books and everything. Something I probably would have never noticed if I hadn't read the comic books uh, this uh, soon. So that was kind of nice. So so out of a uh, 1 to 10 rating, what would you give it? Uh, I'd say uh, 7. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a solid 7. So, so what was your favorite part? Um, I think my favorite part was, uh, let's see. I really like the, uh, the scene where Michelangelo's coming through the window in, uh, April's apartment and he's bashing all the uh, Bowsers with his, uh, nunchucks. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I just kind of like the, the, the scene where Shredder's kind of, you know, hitting the Mousers with his, uh, bow staff and everything and just, you know, trying to make sure work of them, but, uh, they eventually overcome them, but it's kind of, it's always kind of nice to see, uh, Splinter, uh, it's, it's always nice to see Splinter uh, in action. So, so all right, man, is that it? I think that's it. Josh, what kind of pizza are we going to have tonight? Uh, we are going to have a spinach and what? Pad Thai. What is that? Uh, thai food. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, Turtle fans. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, here's to hoping you enjoy your uh, Pad Thai and... Wow. Spinach. Spinach pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cowbunga, dudes. Cowbunga. <coughs> All right. Let me hang on. Let me cough one more time. <coughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Okay. I'm all set. All right. Cool. Cowabunga, Turtles fans. Turtles fans. Wow. <laughs> well, that works. I mean, you know, technically. I guess it does. We're fans of more weird. than one turtle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take two. All right. Take two. I'm going to have to take a break for one second here. Get a swig of water. <laughs> okay, oh, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get a break. Water. <laughs> the things I do for these titles. <laughs> I sound a little bit like Burn there. Yeah, a little bit. Get those titles. Go, 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 Burn go, 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 go. <laughs> nice. That was great. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, toots. Ah, princess. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm losing it. Okay. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh... Whoa. <laughs> okay, good idea, eh? Alright, yeah. So, this right. sounds great, eh? Okay. Good day, eh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you, you sound like the, uh, the lady from, uh, Monsters, Inc. Oh, uh, I've not seen it. Oh, you've not seen Monsters, Inc.? 
No, I've, I've heard a lot of good things. Oh, dude, you have to see that movie. It's great. <laughs> I was I thought it sounded like kind of like uh, Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons. Oh yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh, it sounds just like me. <laughs> Wazowski. Always watching Wazowski. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching you, Wazowski. <laughs> Always watching. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh that was really great. Hurt.